0: Welcome to the Return to Joy podcast. I am your host, Gabrielle Michelle Leonard. And wow, I am so excited to be back with you. So excited to release another episode. We're just going to go ahead and kick this off, calling it season two and episode one. Just, just enjoying a fresh new start. I have missed it. Um, I have so much to share from this time of um, absence from it. And I felt that there is no better way to start again than with my beloved friend and sister, Ashley Rogers. You're going to hear from her very soon. Um, It's a treat to interview her. She's going to be talking with us about anxiety and specifically about panic attacks. And it's so practical. It's so wisdom filled and it's so connected to the heart of God for his people and for you specifically. So you were in for a treat. You were going to soak up so much goodness. And before we get started, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to every one of my friends and people that I don't know as well who have reached out to me on social media or have texted me and said, when are you putting out another episode? I miss it. I'm being impacted by it man little did i know but that is so encouraging and cool and we reached 1500 downloads a couple weeks ago and i hadn't i haven't posted a new episode in weeks so that's crazy and uh thank you so much for continuing to stick along with me i am uh excited for this episode that you're about to tune into now I'm laughing right now because Ashley and I were actually just saying this is a low budget, high impact podcast. And that is very true. Low budget, high impact. righty. so super excited to be with Ashley Rogers. And Ashley is a phenomenal woman of God. Incredible sister. She is my sister. I love her. I live with their family. They are my family. And um, she is the founder and director of Created Art Ministry. And it is this incredible revelation. Created is empowering people all over the world, as well as locally here in San Antonio to connect with their creator God through the arts. And her heart's so wide and massive for what that could look like. And so you guys are in for a a treat in in listening in on this conversation with uh, my sister here, as she talks with us about how she's Walking with the Lord in this season.
1: I am, first of all, so excited to be here with you. And it's a joy. One is just a joy to do life with you. I feel like the Lord has taught me so many things about um, not just returning to joy, but remaining in his presence through walking with you and hearing the things the Lord's taught you. So, um, but I feel like this season, um, for so many people, it has been uh, intense. It's been hard. Um, there's been a lot of anxiety. There has been pain, but there's also been joy, and there's also been
0: really sweet things, and there have also been some really amazing things that God's been doing. So it's safe to say there is plenty of reasons for people to be anxious. Talk to me a little bit about of like, have you felt like you've experienced any? just anxiety in this in this year or season, and what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, so anxiety is definitely something that I have experienced recently, but also that's been something that I've walked a lot of my adult life. Um, when I was in high school and college, I began to experience and have anxiety attacks. I don't even really like the name anxiety attacks because it tends to give this stereotype that somebody's just stressed out all the time and that they're just constantly feeling anxious or fearful about life. And I don't feel like that's a really good, like accurate representation of what, um, someone experiencing anxiety really, what, what it's really like. Um, and so I, one, wanted to share just a little bit too, to allow people sometimes the freedom to just feel anxious about things because um yes I've absolutely experienced anxiety in this last year for sure. I know a lot of people have all the things that you just mentioned. Um and then sometimes even things that I don't realize I'm anxious about. I think that's one of the things that has stood out to me is how many times I've just been triggered and I don't realize um you know, yes, there might be, oh, I see something on the news and that makes me feel um, pain or fear. And then there's those things when you walk into a room and your heart just is pounding out of your chest and, you know, you feel dizzy and you're going, what on earth is physically happening to my body? And this last year I began to realize um, I'm experiencing panic attacks all over again because I'm constantly being triggered this year by things that, make my heart feel not at rest and make my, um, spirit uneasy. Um, and so, yeah, the Lord has just taught me different one, taught me different ways to deal with that. But more than anything, just allowed me to be in this space of going, yeah, you're experiencing panic attacks.
0: Yeah, no, that's real. And I think it's, it's one, it's a blessing that you, that you recognize that and we're realizing, okay, this is what's happening to me because so much so half the battle is just recognizing what's happening, like what what is going on inside of me. And then we know there's this other battle of then not belittling it or trying to push it to the side and pretend it's not there, but then actually going in and doing the, the work of Dealing with it. And I know when I say dealing with it, sometimes at least sometimes when we use that language of dealing with it, we think like, get rid of it, like get it done, get it out of the way, check that box. I'm never dealing with anxiety ever again. But what does it look like to deal with any anxiety, low level, consistent, rare, whatever, what does it look like to deal with it? How would you define that? That is a phenomenal question. Yeah. What does it look like
1: to really deal with anxiety? Because I think you're right so many times, especially in the Christian community. I can't tell you how many times I've heard the verse, be anxious for nothing. Um, Let your requests be made known to God. Uh, The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That is true. And that is real. And it is the peace of God that does guard my heart. Um, But when I hear that verse, sometimes that verse can even be a trigger of, oh, gosh, I shouldn't be anxious right now. I shouldn't be feeling what I'm feeling. I shouldn't have fear. Um, If I trust Jesus is on his throne, that I shouldn't be worried about an election. I shouldn't be worried about, um, you know, family pain or drama and. I think um, the Lord has been teaching me to be kind to myself. And the, part of that kindness is allowing myself to say, I'm not okay right now. I don't feel okay right now. Um, and my body, um, I think our bo- God made our bodies to, to respond to things even before we're aware emotionally. And that's a lot of what um, people would even say, you know, mental health issues, which By the way, we're not great at dealing with mental health issues (laughs) Um, and just being kind and general to ourselves with that. But um, I think that dealing with it often looks like, like you said, just acknowledging that it's there and saying, um, okay, I feel anxious right now. And instead of trying to get rid of it, going, Lord, what what do you want me to do with this? What do I do in this place? And for me... um, that has looked like journaling. I do a lot of journaling where I write out, this makes me feel anxious. I'm in this space, and I mean space like a physical, when I walk into this room, um, I've I, this environment makes me feel anxious or, yeah, it could be a lot of different things. But um, I do a lot of journaling. I write it down uh, and then begin to ask a lot of questions of the Lord. God, you know my heart. Um, you know, the things that make me feel unsettled, um, will you help me move to a place of peace in this? And that's where for me, um, watercoloring and, uh, I have, you know, art ministry, And honestly, because I have an art ministry and I'm helping people move into this place with the Lord where they're trying to walk in peace with God and hear His voice, I feel embarrassed sometimes that I've had panic attacks and I've felt such anxiety because I'm going, I'm supposed to be the one that's helping lead people into this place of peace. I'm supposed to not be anxious. Um, And the Lord's just given me grace and yeah, had me say, it's okay. Yeah, it's real.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love all the ways that the Lord is just like diminishing all the shoulds for you. That's what I hear when you've saying that, like just tearing down every single accusation and those accusations, as we know, they can come from outsiders. And then a lot of times they come from ourselves. Like we make accusations of ourselves. And so I love that that's just being torn down, you know, just completely just demolished. There were so many good nuggets that you said just then, um, And I'm like trying to in my brain, like pick which one that I want to like go off of. Um, But one of them that I think was beautiful and I want to make sure like listeners heard this um, is what I hear you saying when you say that you you journal with the Lord and you look right down. Okay, this is what I'm anxious about. This is what I'm this is what I'm wrestling with. This is the space that I'm in. And this this is triggering this. Right. Essentially, what I hear you doing is moving from a monologue in your head like moving from a space that's just it's just you against the world or it's just you against this anxiety right and you and there's this aloneness in it to moving into a dialogue inviting jesus into a conversation where now it's just not it's not just you against the world or you against anxiety but now it's you and him engaging this thing which is a which is it's much, you're going to win that battle. You're going to be much more likely to move into a place of peace when he's invited into that space. And so that's beautiful. I love that. Like share more on that. Yeah. um, I think that you're right. It,
1: It has to turn from a, I love that, a monologue into a dialogue with the Lord because Um, a lot of times we do feel like, oh, I've got to get my stuff together before I go have this conversation with Jesus. And as you and I both know, um, that conversation with Jesus is what brings you into a place of, into a place of peace. Um, and not always into a place of peace. Sometimes it's just, I don't necessarily walk out with peace, honestly. Sometimes I just walk out knowing I was with him and, and he was just present with me, um, and, and letting go of, I have to get to a place with him after meeting with him. I think that was one of the shoulds. You mentioned letting go of the shoulds. And I think one of those big shoulds is by the time I'm done meeting with Jesus, I need to feel at peace. I need to feel okay about things. I need to um, get this all wrapped up with a nice bow after I'm done meeting with him. And I think what he's been showing me and teaching me is that, no, I just want to be with you and I want to, I will be present to you, but you also don't have to get this all figured out. Um, but like you said, it that has to happen through a dialogue of being willing to say, I don't feel okay right now, Lord. Um, what do you have to say? What do you, and a lot of times, and I think when we are asking for the Lord's, I don't know, thoughts, opinions, it's like, okay, go to the word. Let's find a verse that, makes everything better or that we can learn something from, which I do many times, but there's something so valuable. Um, I think about, so I'm a mama of three and I think about the times where my kids have come to me in, in tears, um, because something's wrong. And, if I sat and looked at them every time and said, well, let me tell you how to, f- you know, make sure this never happens again and you never wind up in tears again and let me just fix it. So many times they just need a hug and that's what the Lord is offering when we don't feel peace, when we feel anxious is just, I don't, want, I don't need to teach you how to not feel anxious right now. I don't need to teach you how to feel peace. I just want to hug you and be with you. If the fruit of that is peace, great <laughs> but I'm not here to to take you to school on this
0: again so good so good I as you were saying that I just thought like wow he's offering himself he's offering himself it's like my my solution for you is me like and it's and, it, and like you said it's not even like a for the goal of for this to be gone it's just hey I offer you me I offer you me and is that good enough is that good enough? Like, is that the goal is to be with me? And so I love that. Like, because there's such power in being present in a moment with Jesus, it doesn't matter what that moment is. It doesn't matter if that was an anxious moment. If that moment, if in that moment you are present with the Lord, there is power there and there is, it's special. Um, I can't remember where I heard this from. Someone had given this, this example, cause you mentioned like being a mama. And if I walked up to my, my child or my child walked up to me and they were like, um, can I, you know, sit with you for a little bit? And I was like, well, what's the purpose? Like, why, what do you want to get out of this? Like sitting time, you know, like, dude, like what's, what's happening here? Why, why are we sitting together? That would just be weird or the child would be, you know, confused by why, why can't I just sit with you? You're my mom. Like we're we're in, like, you're my mom. It's normal. We're the intimacy is normal. We don't have to have a reason to be intimate. Um, you don't, have, we don't have to have a reason for me to just be held by you. You're my mama. Cause I want to be with you. And so I love that of, we don't have to have a reason. Um, you know, the reason being, Oh, what result am I going to get out of this to just be with Jesus? If we, we, our reason is cause he's, he, he, he's Jesus and 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 like the, like God is our father. And so that's that's reason enough. It's beautiful. Um and I love I'm going to deviate just a little bit here because I love transitioning like showing the correlation of the the battles we fight within and as individuals, they're not far removed from the battles that we fight corporately, you know, together as as a people. Um and I think um you're not alone Ashley, in those spaces of you know, even when you feel chaos within yourself. And, you know, I've definitely been in that space where, okay, I just want to get this over with, I just want to move past this. Um, And I think that's also something that we can see in our world as well, too. And in the body of Christ, you know, when there's times when the rhetoric or the desire is, can we just get past this chaos? Can we just like, let's pray so Jesus can remove the chaos. Um, And so what would you say to the corporate body now kind of even shifting in that of there is a there is a anxiety if you will or maybe even an anxiety attack if you will that's happening among the corporate church and so how does the corporate church how do we respond corporately and navigate that space um with the lord um
1: first of all you always ask amazing questions and by the way Living with you, like we always get phenomenal questions, this make us think incredibly deeply, and I just said to her, Oh dang man that's <laughs> that is a great question i don't know jesus you I want to hand him the microphone and be like, You got this one? <laughs> what are your thoughts lord um uh, but but really, I think that's actually probably very accurate is is corporately learning to ask questions as well. I think we are really good at individual. Um, Relationships with him, but we're not really great at a corporate relationship with him, where we learn as a body to what would it look like to gather together with a body that's, um, you know, divided, which is the case right now. And say, Jesus, what are your thoughts on uh, how we walk together right now? And notice didn't say what are your thoughts on issues, even which it's not that those aren't those are good questions to ask, but. We know that as a body, no one's going to agree on everything all the time. No one's going to see the same way. And I do think that there are a lot of really important things in the word that he's already told us. We don't have to ask him these questions. He's like, I want you to be present in places where there is poverty. Like I said that. D- do it. That is not a question. Um, I want you to to love people and care about them. But the way that people interpret that for centuries has been incredibly divisive and there's there's been that place that has always created unrest and like people not getting along and so corporately i feel like part of that is because we're asking these questions to him in private not together and in prayer um we're asking them in private and then we're coming to each other with our own opinions and we're coming to each other with our own, well, this is what the Lord told me and this is what the Lord told me. Rather than corporately going, let's seek his heart together right now in this place. Let's open the word. Let's talk to him um, and then see what see what he wants to say. See what he wants to do because I just really feel like if we think about all the times the disciples asked Jesus questions and he gave them a parable. I mean, that's how Jesus answered the corporate body was, well, let me tell you a parable about this. And so when we go to him corporately with, you know, maybe it's a small group, maybe it's a family, maybe it's an entire congregation, and we say, yeah, Jesus, what are your thoughts on this? We should expect that he would give us perhaps a little bit of an out-of-the-box answer um, because we're asking for black and white you know, tell me this, is it, are you Republican or Democrat, Jesus? You know, are you a, do you think this or this? And he's like, no, I, I, you're not getting it. I want you to hear my heart on this. And so I think corporately we're just missing listening to his heart together. That's why it created, um, that's kind of the whole goal is Lord, how
0: do we just listen to your heart with other people too? Yeah, no, that's, that's beautiful. And as you were talking and talking about like just this this corporate wrestling with the lord this corporate listening to god the corporate times of prayer where we're listening to god's heart and sharing the um the passage of scripture popped in my mind around it's like acts one chapter one where the disciples are all in the upper room and they talk about like how every you know they they it starts off listing all the names of the different people and disciples that are there and um and what they're about to start doing is they decide, Hey, we got to replace Judas. And so they put two names up and excuse me, cause I would probably, I, I may be butchering names, but like it's justice and Matthias, I believe are the two names that they put up. And I love that. Like, yes, we all, we, we know they cast lots to determine um, who would uh, take their place. I think in verse uh, twenty. Five or no verse 24 it says and they prayed and said you Lord who know the hearts of all show which, show which one of these two you have chosen um, but what's so beautiful about that is just they have these two men they're like okay we both we feel good about their hearts you know because ultimately they must have not felt terrible about them to put them up and you know you could potentially replace be the 12th man right and um, I imagine like because we're not we are all human and sometimes we make the Christians of back in the day a little bit more spiritual than I think we we should. And so, you know, there had to be some people that were like, I'm in Camp Justice. Like, this is my guy. Justice is the guy. Um, and there's probably other people that were like, Matthias. No, like God wants Matthias. God, Matthias is the dude. Like, you see the way Matthias serving people? You see the way he loves the Lord? You saw him raise the dead yesterday? Matthias needs to be the one. And so you i mean you, it just it, it couldn't have not happened there had to have been people that were like i want this person to be it I, and i think this is the one that god is picking and i love how i think at the heart the reason why they were all in one accord is because they even realized the goal is not who's the right dude the goal's not about who's the right dude the goal's about can we come to this place in unity Can we come to this? Can we, the goal is like that we remain together. It's not about like which one was the right one or is the right pick. It's like, can we remain together? Like that is the beauty. I think sometimes like we, in our production culture, we're like, I want to get the result. Right. You know, we have, we, each of us as leaders, especially as Western leaders have to be stretched by, we will mush and herd people on to get to, get to certain results, even maybe good ones. Like. I'm like, like how many people are getting saved or how much impact are we making? I want to make more impact. And the sheep that are following us are burnt out and tired. And maybe there's people getting like left along the way because the goal was the end goal. The goal was the production at the end. When I think that the difference that we see in Jesus, that good shepherd nature, is that he cared about how the sheep arrived. Like, how did they get there? Are the sheep Good how are they doing in this journey? Not like this is the end goal. We're going to chuck along. And if you can't keep up, you sorry. Sorry about it. He's like, I care about how my sheep arrive. I care about how they're doing. I care that they're all there. And so I just that like popped in my head as you were talking. And I just love that. And um, I yeah, I would what are your what are you what's what's going on in your head? And um I would love that after you share, if you would just close us out in just a prayer um, over the people that are listening and over as individuals and also as a corporate body. What's going on in my head is
1: preach. That's literally the whole time you were saying that. I just was thinking, yes, preach (laughs) that. All those things. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, kind of what you were saying, how we are so goal oriented, that it really distracts us. I love that, um, that he cares about how the sheep arrive. That's so good. He, he's not, you know, pressing his sheep to, to get to a certain place and then they're, you know, starved and scraggly. And that's, that's not his heart for us either. I love, love, love that imagery. Um, yeah, but I think that, he was, he was kind of sharing with my heart the other day, um, again, about that idea of productivity and how we want results and how we want to see this. And I was thinking about, honestly, some of the things that people are really vocal and passionate about right now. Um, uh, well, just being completely candid, like I want this candidate or I want that candidate. Okay. And looking at, if you, if you, has people say a lot of times, if you go upstream, you know, and if you go, okay, well, why do you want that? Well, why do you want that? Well, why do you want that? And really trying to go, continue to go back upstream and, and ask the Lord, what are we really asking for? Um, because sometimes I believe it's good to ask specific prayer requests and to ask specific things of the Lord, but um, he cares about our hearts and why we're uh, so many times Jesus says in, in his word, if you ask me, like I'll give it to you. But if you ask me in my name, and we translate that is as, well, in Jesus' name, would you blah, 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 blah. But I think the heart of it is is going back upstream and going, Lord, would you teach me what to ask for right now? I don't know how to pray. I don't know what words to come out of my mouth. But I know that I want your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so would you teach me to go back upstream and like, show me what you want me to pray for. I don't want to just ask for the things that I want to ask for, but show me what's your heart. I will pray that. If it doesn't even make sense in this current climate or context, but if If you're saying, I want you to pray that, um, yeah, that Malaysia would completely, I don't know why, like if if that's a pivotal part of kingdom, Mm. like he does. And so learning to ask him, what do you want me to pray right now? Um, And then what do you want us to pray right now? Um, Just corporately, because he knows that when we pray like his heart, yeah, we're not going to wind up um, uh, scraggly and. Yes, it's. Yeah. And it's not about where we're getting. Yes, but anyways. Um, so yeah, I would love to just let's pray and ask Jesus, Jesus, what do you want us to pray right now, Father? Right now, I I would you teach us how to pray and not just the words to pray, but Lord, what's your heart? God, what is your heart? And that's what we want to pray. Father, teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those um, who have debts. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to another Return to Joy podcast episode. My hope is that you were blessed by this podcast. And if that is the case, please be sure to leave us a review and follow on Instagram at returning to joy podcast.